Six of them's probably all right. Intergalactic Interviews, episode 162. Here we are. I keep on banging the table. I noticed that uh, every every past episode, I go, 161, 162. I'm serious. I, I, I noticed that in the past shows. I'm here with C-Mart working the boards. Say hi, C-Mart. Oh, we, we don't have a... Okay. We've got a lot of people in-house tonight. We've got... Uh, Nelson Byrne, a.k.a. Larry. Larry Litch. Larry what? Larry Litch here. Litch? Litch. He's um, Phil Spector's cousin. Phil Spector's cousin. That's right. Okay, we got Rob Stewart, a.k.a. Diamond Dick. That's right. And we've got... Patty McFuckers. Carol. How do you say it? Cardle. 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 Aiden Cardle. Aiden Paddywagon Cardle. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Sometimes they call me Addy Only two of you are in Paddywagon, right? Yeah. That's right. Okay, we got two members of Paddywagon. I'm their sound man. And one yeah. sound man. We're going to recruit him eventually man. into the band. He's looking for a harp yeah. right now. He's always in and out the band, that's playing right. harmonicas. Oh. The fifth time. Beatle, you know. Yeah, that's right. You just need the Nobody haircut, that's all. No, keep the hair. Keep the hair. <laughs> it's nice and the thick The Beatle haircut. Oh, thank you. It's nice and thick still, bud. It is still. So these guys run Suna Studios. Right? Well, two of us them. and several others that I couldn't be here this evening. Yeah, we're part of the, you're probably the management the crew. I'm just one of the other uh, members of the Suna family. Management much. team. That's right. Yeah. Part management of the management team. team. Awesome. So what, what is that? What is Suna? <clears throat> Let's talk about Suna. Well, first off, Suna is anus spelled backwards. <laughs> I'd like to make a toast of that. Is, <laughs> that. is that where it came from? That's legitimately Are right. you serious? Absolutely. I thought it was like any That's new news. I can want to see you, everyone that's listening right now. Well, well maybe arrived. not everyone, but... Those in the know, no. A large percentage of the people that are listening If you can spell forwards, right you can... So you used to have these... Do um, not know that Suna Studio is actually... Anus backwards. Yugoslavia. Our old Suna shirts was great. People didn't realize until they went to the washroom. And they'd be looking in the mirror, and then they would see anus. No kidding. Yeah. And they're like, did you know that I your your even... your studio name backwards is in us? I'm like, really? Really? I had no idea. <laughs> now we know. That's bizarre. <laughs> but yeah, that's the uh, original name. Actually, it wasn't something that I came up with. It was something my original business partner and good friend at the time, Brent Woodworth, came up with. Anus backwards. Shout out to Brent Woodworth. Yeah. Brent. AKA, AKA Prague. The Prague. The Prague. Right on. Uh, to my understanding, there's several locations. Yes, sir. For Suna Studios, That's right? correct. In the last four years, we've opened or reopened 84 studios. 84? 84 uh, rooms. That can't be right. 84, yeah, rooms. 84 rooms. 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 That's Not right. Locations. Four facilities. Okay. Four facilities, 84 rooms. Okay. So um, I know there's one just off of Hastings. behind Behind uh, the uh, whatever grocery store that is there. The No Frills. The No Frills, yeah. the yeah. No Frills one. What's, that, what's um, that one all about? Pender and Woodlands. Pender and Woodland. Yeah. Pender and Woodland. Yeah. This Woodlands is Vancouver, location. BC, East That's Van. right. It's known like as... English song. That's the one known as Tuna. Tuna. That's our first... Second. That's why it's two. Right. Tuna, but it's... The original location was called Suna. Okay. And then Suna died a horrible death because of landlord shiftiness. And then we opened Tuna. So it was nine years ago we opened Suna 1. And then... Four years after that, I can't count. What are these all for? It's just vodka. I'm losing track of things. Yeah, the landlord refused Four to Four years after we opened the first location, yeah. the landlord, yeah, there was some shifting that's involved. He that refused to, to do the lease. He refused to, to renew the lease, the lease which well, has happened actually, to a lot of studios. No doubt. Actually, and then yeah. he wanted to gentrify it. Out. Major gentrify. He it's figured classic. he could get a better no, quality of person in there. Classic Vancouver landlord. Who knows what they're thinking? New owner. Guy came in, bought the building, decided to develop it. 
plans. And mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> they dicked around on the lease for a while. They wouldn't say they wouldn't renew it. They dragged it out, dragged it out. Yeah. And then I got diagnosed with cancer. So I was actually sort yeah. of out of it for a little while. And then they, uh, they decided, they gave us like 30 days notice to tear out of there. While you were bags, Here's the thing. We I actually applied for renewal using the renewal uh, clause we in the lease. Uh, but well, I did it by email. Yeah. And they said, in the lease, it says, you have to send us a letter mailed <laughs> to this mail. address. Right. right. Even though right. I emailed them and they said, okay, sure. What do you want the length of your renewal to be? Blah, 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 blah. And then again, I got sick. Because that's so how they did I couldn't it in really, Rome. You couldn't I couldn't really anything, fight it. Man. You couldn't so, do anything. Uh, we had to tear it out within 30 days. But at that point, we just opened our other Sucked location the up the way. And we'd actually bands moved all the bands out of that location to the new one. Kind of figured the writing was on the wall. And now, Suna One is an ice cream parlor. Where, what's the location That's that? Really rad. That is um, That's 1495 really Francis. Very cultural. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it was actually a really cool place. It was right up the street from... Uh, sorry, I just... We can't talk about that? it. I'm we sorry. No, we don't talk about it. We don't want to talk down already. their bad ice cream shop. Let's we, uh, not, it's, let's it's not downplay their from, ice cream shop. Uh, RDS, uh, you know, the escape. <laughs> oh, Red Dragon. Oh, yeah, are, are you talking about cream. like the 80, 85 uh, flavor? Uh, uh, no, not the gelato place. No, it's like Ernest ice cream or something like that. Oh, okay. It was because uh, when we took it over, it was just a Hand greasy shithole. Oh, I was thinking the Land Yachts place on, I think that's Pender as well. This is some kind of hand-pumped, yeah. vegan, yeah. naturally yeah. sourced. Yeah. No, it's right. We're at not Francis. talking about ice cream. Francis we're not talking about ice cream. We're talking yeah. about uh, we're talking about tuna. That's right. So tuna was open, and well. then um, two years after we opened tuna, which was uh, very good, two years ago. Yeah, we opened good. the Rockery, which we did in partnership with Greenhouse Studios. The boys that where's the uh, Rockery? That's on Audlem Drive. Yeah. That's so. the that's the one that I consider soon. Whenever okay. I when yeah. I whenever I, I drive yeah. bands around, whenever I pick up bands, they yeah. always say I need yeah. to go to to yeah. Suna. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, which location? Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. way down the road. Yeah. yeah. Well, they don't know the name. They don't know the name of the street because yeah, yeah. it's a little side street. They know it's Suna. Of, Some yeah. of them don't Still know it's Suna. the Rockery. Same family, right? Audlem. Yeah, I didn't know it was the Rockery. Yeah, 1385 yeah. Audlem Drive. Yeah, it's called the Rockery. It, they're all Suna Studios. Now, we, yeah, we opened the, uh, the, the Rockery on Audlem in partnership with Greenhouse, right. which was a great learning experience for us because these are the guys that... Uh, Built their own recording studios for years. Eleven's Brothers. Yeah. They produced Roger all Levin's kinds of high-profile artists yeah. out of the recording studio. That's the Greenhouse studio. guys. Green That's House, right. Little yeah. Sound. Sound. Great guys. Big time. Yeah. They're Big fantastic. So it taught us Earth. a huge lesson in terms of sound treatments and things of that nature. One of my partners, the original Suma partners, was um, a commercial developer. So that brought a lot of uh, oomph to what we were doing because like, we built our first studio, the five rooms or four rooms that we had ourselves, which almost killed us. Because like we built them really well, they were really well built, but it was like four guys doing four rooms, and it cost us like sixty grand, and almost literally killed us. Bankrupt? Uh, and no, not like physically <laughs> bankrupt. I had to smash yeah. my guitar, man. But then Tuna, when we opened Tuna, we had Amrit, my partner, come in, and he brought all his guys in. These guys building high rises and yeah, homes and new structures, and he guys. just blasted out fifteen rooms. Yeah, he's fifteen rooms at, at two, the second months. space. Took right. us six months to build four rooms ourselves. Took him three months to build fifteen rooms in the Tuna location. Then we opened the Rockery, and we did 20 rooms there. And again, it took about three years. That's like an upstairs and downstairs. Three yeah, months. well, it's on a weird grade. It's like right. this. So yeah. like, you're going in ground level up top, and you're going in ground level on right. the bottom. It's great loading and unloading. And we got a 20-year lease there, which was another lesson we learned from you know, the landlord that ice cream does. Tighten up that so lease. that one's going to be there for a while. Oh, yeah. How many years uh, are you into that lease? Three. <laughs> three years, yeah. so you got 17 left. 
That's right. And wow. the gymnasium, which we're wow. opening shortly. I'd like oh, we're to make a forever. toast to that right yeah. here. Here's the gymnasium. Like years of the Odlum Space. Rockery. Thank you, Rob. Did you get a beer? It's called the Rockery. The Rockery. Did you get a beer? Okay, you're good. He's got a vodka. Excellent. Excellent. The gymnasium is the next one. Yeah, what's this gymnasium? This is the new Suna space opening New Suna. Half a, well, one and a half blocks from the Rockery. So it's right at William and Clark. William and Clark. That's yeah. right. It's uh, is that north or it's got to be north of uh, north of the Audlem Space. That's right. Yeah, yeah. just a little ways. Yeah. Like you, you, you can see the rock or the gymnasium building from the back back door of yeah. the Rockery. So I want, I want to see out. this place. It's pretty cool. Yeah. How, it's, how many? Uh, Forty nine rooms. Forty nine yeah. rooms yeah. in this one. Wow. Come by for a tour. Yeah. It's uh, over twelve thousand square like feet. It's, it's massive. Cool, it's like, it's and we're doing some really cool stuff there dick. in terms like, of uh, the way like, that we've constructed it. We're actually wiring all the rooms with uh, Ethernet cable, pre wiring. Yeah. Nice. Because the big thing right now is live streaming, right? And a Hard lot of wires. Yeah. Hard wired. Not, not just Wi Fi right. that drops yeah, yeah, yeah. out. That's you right. Want. Yeah. Because the problem, That's nice, bud. the problem with soundproofing nice. is uh, it kills, kills Wi Fi. Yeah. And we yeah. do a lot of, of soundproofing. Yeah, yeah. We do go. two layers of drywall, different thicknesses, then a layer of rock soil mineral wool insulation with wood studs, an air channel, Perfect. and then repeat. So between rooms, it takes 120 20 decibels down to 20, which is awesome. So you can actually talk. And there's a guy, you know, screaming loud, like metal band right next door, yeah. as loud as you can imagine. I like it. It, it sounds like you've learned. But uh, it's radiation proof. Get that dead space. You've, you've learned from past spaces and, and mistakes sure. and, and all this. I really like that. We've that got a template. Like, it, yeah. it works really well. It's radiation amazing. proof. The whole place. And everything's up to code. Now, the gymnasium is the name of the whole place. Yes. That's so right. it's like Suna, Suna 3. No, Suna 4. Each Suna 4, but third and operate. Right? Suna yeah. 4, but it's called the gymnasium. Do you guys have like a large showcase room? Uh, for we have so we, we're moving our hourly operation to the top floor there. Yes, we will have about a 200 square foot showcase room there. It's not massive. Thing is, this that's something that I miss. Remember the Iron Road Studio? Yeah, I know. Remember they had I don't know I think it was like you know a what? dozen room, rooms or something like that, but it had a showcase room. We've that's got that. Not unique, isn't it? No, we're building that in New West. Okay. Uh, so New West a lot is the of other laws to go around. Okay, let Rob speak. All right, Iron Road was totally. If you want to take uh, up that much space and then you got to legalize the totally like, underground alcohol. And stuff. Oh yeah, yeah it was know, always the after hours. Comes a lot of liability not, not stuff. That yeah, not that I'm. Break, yeah, breaking any big awesome. news here or anything. No, they're awesome. You guys shut up. Rob had a point. Yeah. What's your point, Rob? I don't know. I've, I've <laughs> no, Kurtle, it was, what's it was his about point? The, it was we about did, the uh, gymnasium. Kurtle's so got after, the point. So and the fucking hourlies, so, right? Um, what we done was we expand some of the business. So this is Nelson, Larry, sorry, Larry, Larry Litch. Lynch. Nelson Litch. So Nelson, Nelson is, also known as Larry Litch. Uh, by trade and experience, uh, beyond being an upstanding model citizen. Yes. Uh, that never gets blackout drunk and gets into any compromising situations. Allegedly. Audio Allegedly. engineer. He's an audio engineer. <laughs> sound uh, man. Sound man. He's also sound a man. Sound body. At the rockery location, we have four <laughs> hourly rooms. And over time, what we've done, we were sound testing mind. our hourly model uh, with these rooms that were built to a really high you know, level of soundproofing, and people seem to like them a lot. But what we did was we had one set of rooms that were sort of off to the side, two, small one and a big one. Yeah. So we've started to turn this into a recording studio. Which is great because it's not deadly. one that you have to spend. We're not spending a hundred thousand dollars building the place. It's already built. We built it it's already as a lockout to begin with, and then as an hourly afterwards. And it's got a hollow floor so That's we can run we cables did, underneath. And that Put a nice window in between the two rooms. Exactly. So it's already essentially constructed. Didn't cost us a million dollars. So 
we're going to run it as a low cost recording option. You've once already got gear. Absolutely. You've already got we had all gear. all kinds of gear from years of, of doing years of recording, yeah, for sure. and yeah. studio yeah. recording, all kinds of it's stuff. Going, and yeah, to throw and it'll in. be a really low cost option for the bands that jam with us. Between and these days, the gears between all the down. locations that we have, we have. Do you provide the engineering as well? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we do, uh, Nelson, we do, uh, what happened tonight? Live off the floor <laughs> recording there. Yeah. What happened tonight, boys? We just mix a song there. You know, it depends what the band wants. This you guy's know, got some do, skills, though. Just like any other recording studio yeah. from, like... So if, a, if a band wanted to bring in, like, a, a producer and all totally. their all their members, totally. there's totally. an in-house yeah. engineer that can show yeah. them how to run I'm everything. I'm the guy that's there to keep them like facilitated that. and get them to Do you have, the it, like, a set hourly rate? Uh, we 7,000. Room, room plus hour. engineer for... Yeah. Yes. Your job will probably drop, because what we've been doing... Yeah. Is because it's an hourly and we've been charging sixteen sixty six an hour for our hourly. What I would do that's would for go, rehearsal for rehearsing. Sixteen sixty six an hour and everything's included. Everything's that's included the cymbals, your snares, guitar amp. Everything, everything except guitar, guitar, guitar heads. That's right. Cabs, cabs, there? cabs are included. Cabs are in there. Just bass amp is included. Bring your own guitar heads because Free those, those, those are known to. And they're six sixty six flat, not by the hour. If you want to rent them, so yeah. it's cheap yeah. as hell. Yeah, and we rent out. Good, I like we that. Have, we have so a lot of what we've been doing is, is and things to, for people to use. Yeah. You've got lockouts like. as well, though. right? <clears throat> we've got lockouts. Yeah, monthly lockouts. What did you say? Like forty something lockouts. So between that's the other thing. We reopened Diamond Sharp Studios, which recently closed down in December. So that was a situation where the landlord. Rather, the operator, not the landlord. The operator um, was uh, not paying. There was a problem between him and the landlord involving financial issues. I won't go into details because I don't have the details. And Mm. quite frankly, it's none of my business. All I know is, all anybody knows is, that there was a 24-hour notice uh, text message and Facebook message that went out from the operator to all the bands Mm. that were jamming there saying, hey, guys, you've got 24 hours to come around here because a bailiff's coming in. To put a lock on the door, yeah, door. and anything left in the in the building can be seized as an asset. So then, like, like that night, all the bands jumped down there and started unloading all their stuff like it must that. Must have been, a nightmare. Must have been awful. Lord. So anyway, we saw this yeah, message on Facebook, scary. and uh, and Everybody we just like again. other uh, jam spaces, like Bullies, is another one reached out and said, you know, like if there's anything we can do, let us know. And this is awful. Like another. We thought it was a gentrification issue. Literally thought, yeah. uh, here we go, another yeah. condo going up or whatever. But we got a reply almost immediately from one of the tenants saying, no, no, this is not a gentrification issue. The, there's something wrong between the operator and the landlord. And there's a big, so we, we then reached out our, one of our contacts, uh, a realtor, a good friend of ours, which is part of our secret to success. Is, again, we've got a developer partner. We've got a realtor partner. We've got a, you know, legal and financial, all kinds of different advisors involved. Reached out, got in touch with the landlord, we started viewing the place, and then we got the lease and uh, started swabbing the place out. So between the new S Swabbing the deck, laddie. Jamnation, yeah. Tuna, Swash and Rock Buckland. Room, we have 84 lockout rooms, seven hourlies, and one recording studio. Hmm. And the beautiful thing is, at the New West location, if everything goes according to plan with the city of New West, we're going to open the entire top floor as a showcase room, which is roughly about 1,500 square feet, to do live venue that's events. That's big. That's a big room. It's a big room. And it's right off For the live Sky shows? Train. Right up, yes, like sir. two minutes I from Columbia. Like Columbia or New West or the Columbia Sky Train yeah, station? Two minutes Working, from Columbia man. Sky Train. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. For live shows. Yeah, because people can just zap out on the Sky Train yep. and zap back, you know? Absolutely. So uh, what's the uh, SUNA head office? How, how, does, how does one contact SUNA to get a room on one of your 80 whatever rooms? So we, we run most of our bookings 
just through technology. So yep. we have a self-booking online system for all of our hourlies. If you're looking for recording or if you're looking to get into, our, into a lockout, which, by the way, we, we never have availability, which is why we keep building them, uh, <laughs> you can email or call us. Uh, we have plans over the next two years to open an additional 20,000 square feet of musician space in a tower behind the PNE. Uh, we've secured a great nice. lease there with a good uh, partner that we've been wooing for a while. So it's a new tower. five. That'll be soon to five. <laughs> and then we have plans. Or what's, to- what's the one in New West? Is that soon to five? Or is this good? It'll be soon to six. You guys are ridiculous. I guess technically that would be six. Six. Yeah, it would be six. We're also investigating the possibility of low-cost artist production space. Because it's a huge need right now. In any city where gentrification puts land values to the roof, there's very little opportunity for artists and musicians to operate because there's just no land that's cheap enough for them to do it. Sure. So uh, we're exploring a really interesting concept in partnership with a, an architectural firm uh, and using contaminated land, like gas station land, Yeah, which I can't say too much about yet. That's like every playground I played in when I was back in Ireland. It's like, <laughs> by the way, kids... The monkey bars are contaminated with radioactive waves. Well, this has to be a Well, but you know what I mean. Let's hope there's no radioactivity you, going you on. You can jam but, there, you know, though. The, I think we're the all rooms are, from rooms are radioactive anyway. uh, proof. I know there's several proof. spaces in... Sorry, uh, I know that they're not giving out licenses to put gas stations back on any right. any property in Vancouver, no. right? So I suppose there's a few opening up. There are a ton. And Was that one at uh, Clark and First? First? Yeah. Is that one the one you're looking at? That's one we're targeting, yes. But the beautiful... What do you want to do there? So... I can't go into too much detail in terms of how right. we're going to do Man, it. Man, give us a little bit. What the hell? What am I doing? I'm drinking up vodka. <laughs> okay. So here's the deal. It's too late for you to stop us now anyways, world. <laughs> we're going to take over. So, so okay. Sorry. Allegedly. So we're working with uh, an architectural firm to put together a concept using modular containers, whether these are Britco trailers <clears throat> or shipping containers. We're not sure yet. They're still exploring the viability of each. But uh, these would be temporary solutions so in a situation where you have a gas station where there's an off-gassing period of about 10 years we drop one of these facilities and then negotiate with the landlord to get low slash cheap rent uh i should mention as well we've also just founded a not-for-profit society for this purpose among others uh called the society for the advancement of artists and musicians Mm-hmm. Sam. So that we can take what we've got, which is a for-profit corporation, partner it with a not-for-profit, and have a public part- public-private partnership, mm-hmm. which gives us the best of both worlds. So we can, for instance, work with the landlord in a gas station lot type of situation. That they can give the society the lease on the land for free, which is a tax write-off for them, and then our for-profit corporation leases from our not-for-profit, et cetera, et cetera. So the structure is there. Um, the city is very interested because it solves a couple of problems. For one thing, these gas station lots and other lots, it's not just gas stations. Uh, like, for instance, a ton of the False Creek flats are contaminated all to hell. No shit, you know, It's man. like uh, dry cleaning uh, dry places. Cleaning laundromats, yeah. Exactly. Anything like that where they've been pumping chemicals into the ground, you got years before that's viable to do anything with. Before they clear it. Exactly. For anything. Yeah. Exactly. So the best thing Log the city can it. come up with. you got to ship that right. contaminated soil elsewhere. Even it's where you shame. do that, where you reclaim the soil that way, Such you still shame. have to let it sit and breathe. Mm-hmm. So the city's interested because right now the best they can do, even with the reclamation of soil or whatever, is yeah, like a, a community fuck. garden. Which, don't get me wrong, is great. Like Having a community garden is awesome. But at the same time, you can't grow anything edible there because it's full of hydrocarbons. 
So what are you going to end up with? Is a, is well, a, there, is there's the hydrocarbons in the ground, exactly. and they're all right next to the heaviest traveled uh, streets exactly. that Vancouver has to offer. Yeah. Are I, we, I saved, see are, are we going to save the world Snails tonight, or are we going to talk about know. rock and roll? <laughs> Can't we do both, Carl? But uh, you can put... Uh, Can't we do both, Carl? We're almost on to the rock and roll. We're, we're, we're trying to get through the business part of it here. You could put mycelium there, you know, and uh, try to but, yeah, bring exactly. back... Well, that would be great. Like, uh, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's these big mycelium injectors. You can inject them into the ground there, and then they bring back uh, all the, the creatures that are going to clean out all that. Yeah, that's how everything... There's definitely things that we can do. There's definitely things that we can do. It's not... It's not really I, I love the idea of using shipping containers to be uh, uh, reused as what, whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, the beautiful thing, keeps whether it's housing or... The beautiful thing about shipping containers is it's recycling, for one thing, because these things are trash. Once they arrive from overseas, they're dropped and they're left, and they right. just sort of sit there. So there are a lot of companies that are refurbishing these things I've, in many applications. Mm-hmm. I've seen mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of uh, fantastic yeah. refurbished crates. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, they're amazing. So um, we know how to build studios. Yeah. Uh, and so what we... And, uh, and so like a music studio is very complex compared to an artist studio. Artist studio is about a third of the material because you're not building for soundproofing. So the existing artist yeah. studios that are out there today are kind of like plywood walls and electrical, Regular you know, house. that's not too great. No. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, not even that. Well, no, warehouses. Yeah. So the where you know, like plywood, plywood and then... Um, you maybe get, you know, you're going to have electrical, but it might be shoddy. It's kind of hit and miss because they're, you they're might working. Get might be. You might not. <laughs> right? Depends on who you. Yeah, some of the studios. Depends on who you. Dude, I, do, I know. I've been in some ratty studios around yeah, here. Yeah, man. Like I, when we took over Diamond Sharp. Is that 15 app or? When we, when we took over Diamond Sharp, that was. Do you remember knob that tube? shit? Knob and tube, bud. Rob, uh, you remember that? Clearing out that one room, right? Yeah. The cable coming off, yeah, right? There's a Line. lot of wire. Yeah. <laughs> It's just crazy. Like black on black, you, you touch the, oh, the outlet. It's just hanging by a thread. It's sparks. It you know, and people are jamming in rooms like this, but it's hot. Regardless. It's hot and it should not be. Oh, exactly. Yeah. But artist studios are the same kind of thing in a lot of places. And don't get me wrong. There's some nice artist studios out there, but not a lot and not typically within the price range of the majority of the artists that are out there. Unless you're an established artist with a good revenue base, good luck finding a good place. Sure, yeah. Uh, and there, what, what artist space is left is inevitably going to get closed down mm-hmm. because yeah. development... Will happen. Doesn't like you, regardless. Man. Yeah. Of, Renegade Studios, for example. Yeah, nothing retreat. likes you. Yes, yeah. full on retreat. Renegade Absolutely. was like second in Maine, right? Yeah, yeah. But they have a bunch of spaces, and they they are now retreating from mm-hmm. the development. That's right. Oh yeah, they're yeah, gone. Yeah, they're off of uh, there's they're going on one second in Quebec or whatever. There's one left, and they're now on Broadway. They opened two years ago. Yeah. But uh, and uh, did we get some props today? They're doing fine in terms of what. Yeah, yeah but, the, but where did the props also, come from today? Yeah, but they did lose. A, why? A why are you guys expanding so hard? If if everyone's retreating, how how do you get? Uh, well, that's what one closes. How do you get that much much business? So oh, I, I guess you're you're taking one when one is closed. That's the problem. Right? It's like as it's fast like a, as we open, yeah. we're still not keeping up with the demand right. because every time we open a space, we do it without believe. Like we don't know if we're going to fill it. And then, you know, six months Build it and they will before come we're there, is the thing. places are shutting down, places shut down. People, it's just going to keep happening because that's the, the evolution, unfortunately, of this city is gentrification, prices go up, landlords get greedy. Problems between land, landlord and, and tenant. Well, not even problems. They just the landlord says, well, shit, I mean, I could keep renting to this artist place, which pays like month to seven. month and doesn't have a lease, or I could tear the bloody place down, put a condo here and make millions of dollars. And a lot of landlords are... 
that's just their their, get, their you lose point. your lease. Getting to that point. It's, sometimes it's hard if you don't have a good team to get your steam back up and rebuild oh, again. Oh yeah, no, like sure. sanctuary. You know the guys yeah. right down across from us. They got shut down because they lost their lease. The yeah. <clears throat> landlord wouldn't renew it. Had some yeah. idea to get more money out of that revenue or what he was thinking, uh-huh. and then. Another plan. And they got yeah. 60 days notice. Yeah. And they were right there. And they've been there for nine Ooh. years. Two months. Everyone out. So we've been working How with them. How many rooms did they have there? We've been working with them trying to sort of, I think about 14 lockouts and about five Help or six Help them out hourly. and uh, bring some other people on board with us. You know what I mean? Because it's like a little, they must have built a community after that long a time being there. Yeah. Like they were there 10 years? Nine, ten. Yeah. Nine, they opened when we opened Suna. That's a great area for jam spaces. I mean, you got Suna. It still is. Suna at Odlum. You got Faceplant. I don't know if you guys know about face plants that uh they're just up the road from the yeah. odlum place and yeah. it's, it's a fantastic it's, facility good people mm-hmm. three rooms mm-hmm. yeah one drum room the... two rehearsal rooms yeah. it's more of an hourly it doesn't yeah, have it doesn't have lockout plant? that's right yeah. and face they do plant. a lot of recording yeah. there too. uh it it uh it allows people yeah. uh the ability to bring a producer in and there's right. there's a, a place and it's they have the nice two rooms and it's divided by by the sound room Mm-hmm. And it's got windows into both both rooms exactly, on either side. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so it's a good production. Uh, yeah. Brent's, Brent's there twenty four seven. You can yeah. leave your gear there. Yeah. Uh, it's so cheap. I've heard a lot it's of great cheap. stuff. Exactly. The reason I say that that area it used to be a good space. If you don't chases. need a lockout, face face plants. Right, face plants are amazing. I can't say enough good things about them. Mm-hmm. But the reason I say that area was a good place for jam spaces and isn't now is that you wouldn't be able to open one now. Mm-hmm. When we secured yeah. the the gymnasium building right at William and Clark, so that same mm-hmm. area. We got about a dollar and a half a square foot a year, uh, is or uh, yeah, uh, uh, per month rather. Um, so you know our rent there is like sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars. You're not going to find that now. It's at least two, two sixteen thousand a, a month is That's what right. you're paying. That's right. At the Audlum space. No, at the at the gymnasium. At the, oh, that's the bigger, much that's bigger big spot. One. Yeah, it's again, it's a twelve thousand square feet. So you're paying about a buck and a half per yeah. square foot per month. You're never going to find a deal like that again. And that sounds funny because yeah. it used to be when I opened Plus the first unit, it was under a dollar. It was under a dollar square foot. There was a warehouse that just went up for lease two doors down from our autumn location. It's over $2 per square foot uh, per month. And that means it's out of financial range. You can't, I mean, unless you, as a band, you can't afford to pay $6 per square foot per month. You can't afford to pay $5 per square right. foot per month. A 200 square foot room being $1,000 is just, you know. Out of reach. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, and we're close to that with our pricing for the gymnasium, and only because we have to because we're at the upper end of what, we, what we're paying in for that area. We've secured this 20,000-square-foot deal with the tower guys, and we did that at $1.5 a square foot because we locked it in last year. Nobody else is getting that kind of deal and never will again in this city. No. So these are, quite frankly, probably the last of the lockouts that could be constructed in a traditional warehouse setting. Which is why we're exploring other options. And you said your lockout, uh, or sorry, your uh, uh, your lease for the new building, the gymnasium, is what, like 20 years? Pretty much, 17. You 17. got it right in there. Yeah. 17, 17, Man, 17. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Why is that lease so long? That seems like an almost impossible... Did you ever you hear? You must have negotiated that, right? You that? went in saying, we, we've been, been having problems with short leases. Can we do a long lease? It's like yes. any rental so agreement. We, yeah, but... You're paying we learned you a go, very you know. valuable lesson from the first place that we lost because we had a five-year plus a five-year renewal. So when we went in for Tuna, we got a 10-year and a five-year renewal. It's a total of 15. seems so high, though. Like, I feel like if I renegotiated my lease where I live, they'd be like, first of all, I don't have a lease. But let's mm. say I renegotiated a lease. a lease. 
it'd be like, hey, five years, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Five, Arthur McGuinness right. signed a 9,000 year lease for Guinness breweries. That's, uh, that's like, why that's it took legendary. us. That's on. why it took us 18 months okay. to find the gymnasium the building. We started I looking see. as soon as we opened the rockery because we saw the writing on the wall. I see. Guys, so we want to lock into money. Seven, they can. Right? The landlord wants to lock into money that he can. Save some of them on, do. Some right? of them do. Some of them want a five year because they want to tear the bloody thing down. And that's what we found. Most. 80%, 90% of the buildings that we looked at were like, no, five-year max, five-year max. One guy was like, two-year max. You can't sink Real hundreds of thousands of dollars into a facility. Especially a jam space like that. Absolutely. Not luck. Well, because they're no. coming in and they're rearranging well, the entire building. No. We um, hammered through. We worked hard, and we got the right connections. One of our resources, this is the thing. You were asking earlier how we've succeeded where everybody else is not doing so well in terms of opening new facilities. Family, it's because of the man. team that we built. Yeah. One of those team members is a realtor. That there knows how to go. negotiate mm -hmm. with landlords. That's I was going right. to ask and earlier, which right. one of you guys is the the business guy that went to school? It sounds like you. I dropped out of university. After you dropped out, but you learned a little bit. No, obviously. I didn't learn anything. No, in university. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I studied electronics. No. Uh, I studied electronics in college. I, uh, I it's me. Well, someone's it's got me. some it's business. Uh, uh, I, I learned a tremendous Savvy? amount from. Yeah. He's been working. I was raised in business. Essentially, when I got older, when I moved to Vancouver, so you got some life. I was yeah exactly life experience. I was life fortunate enough to fall in with a family of uh, very uh, successful business people in West Vancouver, and they trusted me with a lot. And I started in the call center, and over the course of ten years, I was up to the I was, I was essentially vice president of sales uh, yeah, nationally. Close up on that and then I got a diagnosed with cancer. Close up on that chain. And then decided to pursue the jam space thing full time, and I just used all that knowledge and the connections too, because you know. Can finance. we talk about your cancer for fucking I'm not, three minutes? Here? I'm not cancerous now. <laughs> this guy, you've been through the cancer thing. What kind of cancer did you have? Misdiagnosis. What? Yeah. Gave me five weeks to live. Most uh, T cell lymphoma. Removed uh, one of the glands in my neck. Did surgery on you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Unneeded surgery? Yeah. Unnecessary surgery. Mm -hmm. yeah. Were you able to, like, sue? No. Uh, <laughs> at the point. Where I ended up, uh, you know, during that... I thought we were getting period. to the point where I, I found where you were getting the funding for this thing. No. And it was like, Everything oh, was, uh, misdiagnosis went... of cancer, and they cut you open, no, and you got millions of dollars, no, and now you're just hard... making... It's sweat equity. It ruined our St. Patrick's Day gig, I'll tell you that. The, mo the uh, whole company's run on sweat. By sweat the way, guys, I'm dying of cancer, care. man. Yeah. Imagine that, right? That's how you we're doing it. Come see it, right? You know how it is. It's hard work. Let's hear the story. I got... I was... I was in the process of opening Tuna with my business partners when part of my neck swelled up on this side. It turned into about a, a ping pong golf ball sized a ping pong size. Ball. It was huge. It's massive. <laughs> Is that like a lymph node thing? Ball. That's right. Yeah. One ping so, pong ball. Uh, and then I started uh, having weird. I couldn't sleep. I was sweating all the time. And um, I was uh, feverish. There was all kinds of things going on. So, anyway, I. I couldn't. Wor I was working at. The I was working and building at the time, and then uh, went to the emergency uh, room, saying, "You know, uh, I don't feel well. What's going on?" So they have a look at me. They're like, "Okay, first of all, you know, what have you been doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm working in this warehouse." And they're like, "Have you like scratched yourself on nails or whatever?" I'm like, "Yeah, maybe yeah, once or twice. Or, you know, mm -hmm. chip my fingers or whatever." They said, "Oh, it's probably tetanus." So they gave me a tetanus shot. Then I went back home, and then uh, was still really sick. It was awful. But yeah, eventually what happened was they, uh, they brought me in, they did some tests, they did a, a couple of uh, biopsies. So I had you know, a bone marrow biopsy and all this other stuff. Uh, they did an excision, they did, a, 
one of those biopsies where they suck the stuff out of the gland, you know, and then they finally did an excisional biopsy where they cut it out. And uh, like that. so they said, uh, they sat me down with my, my uncle, who's sucker. a doctor at the time, and said, okay, we've had two here. independent pathologists verify that this is T-cell lymphoma cancer, um, which Lucky. ironically is what Mr. T had. And yeah, they gave me a five weeks to live. They said I was probably already infertile, and they put me through all kinds of pet scans. Cat scans. <laughs> you're never gonna have babies. What kind of stress so was you're that? You're never gonna have babies. Might as well just it was you now. It was it was odd worry. because it was kind of like oh, in one in one way it was really awful, and I'm like okay I'm gonna die. In another way it was kind of a relief. I'm like oh thank God I don't have to work anymore. I'm done. I don't have to worry about you know, it, getting all grown up. What am I trying for? Kids. I don't have to worry Why about Why would I try? A true Roman. <laughs> a true <laughs> Roman. Exactly. I hear where you're coming from there. Yeah, no, I, but it was weird. Yeah, no, it was a really <laughs> fucked up part of my life. And it really, uh, it scarred me pretty horribly for a while. No doubt. But, I mean, the You get that all, news from multiple doctors. Bullshit. Yeah. You're basically dead. Oh, it was awful. And uh, so what was the final? You said it wasn't. They determined, and this is about... Two and a half to three weeks into the five-week timeline of my life being over, that chopped your neck off, and I was feeling better. As soon as I took the thing out of my neck, I started feeling much, much better. Tell all your family you're booking out. They, uh, they, they called me and they're like, because it was funny, because they even at one point they had me in the cancer clinic and they weighed me, and someone screwed up the weight. And so they forgot, you know, the little crossbars. Oh so oh, the, the, the record showed that I was 195 pounds, and then I dropped to 80 pounds. You were like, like a Were you ever 200 pounds? I was, I was 200 pounds. I was oh, you were 80. a big guy? Well, I was still 200 pounds. 80 pounds. <laughs> but yeah, they said I lost 110 pounds well, in no like two weeks. They were rushing you in. And, then, and then I'm like, that's impossible. That's impossible. <laughs> I did. And then they weighed me, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, maybe someone screwed oh, up. I don't know. Jesus. So, such oh, a comedy of errors. But finally, what they said, once they took the thing out and they screwed around with it for a while, they said, ready? okay, looks like you might actually have viral mono. A little bit of mono. My sister had that when she was From like From the 1930s. 15. Right? And yeah. it was bizarre. You're kissing too much. Yeah. Somebody yeah. Did you do a little bit of kissing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was kissing all the girls. Oh, yeah. I was kissing all the girls. I'm going to die. Kiss, all those, all those girls hot? are just as sick yeah. as me. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to die. Isn't that hot? Yeah, I'm <laughs> I just dropped 100 pounds in two weeks. He's rough. <laughs> no, no, he's just <laughs> pounds of sperm. That's right. <laughs> that's anyway, yeah. So they're like, uh, they're like, yeah, we think it might be viral mono. I'm like, are you, are, yeah. are you, are you fucking kid, uh, kidding me? Like, they're like, yeah. But we're not sure. Yeah. Let me call, let me call oh. my parents to let them know that I'm well, that not was a whole thing. dying on the table. That was the hardest they, conversation I've ever had in my life, neck, is having right? to tell my parents off, individually, because right? they're not together, that, oh, hey, I got five weeks to live. It's fucking yeah. horrible. Anyway, yeah. So it changed my outlook on a lot of things. But at the time, I was working, like I say, uh, yeah, uh, high-level sales. This is a corporation in West Vancouver. Love the family. The family loved me. There was an emotional moment where they had me in uh, you know, uh, the meeting room and they had to oh, announce brother. to all the staff, well, Rob's really sick and he might die and he has to go away. And everybody's crying. And I'm like, this is fucking horrifying. But at the end of it all, yeah. I'm like, okay, so it turns out it might be mono. Oh, and everybody's it's not like, nearly as bad as it was. Everybody's like, well. Every teenager goes through that right? if they have any kind of. You know, we need that picture of contact with any drugs, other child. Midlife or. crisis <laughs> teenagers, too. They go through mono. So fuck at the cancer. end of it all, um, uh, yeah. you know, here I am, Cancer's and I'm like, rough. okay. I'm not taking anything away from okay, cancer. I've been on medical fuck EI, cancer. right, for like, you know, a couple weeks now, shit. or a month, or whatever it was. And uh, I'm like, okay, so, you know, 
here I am, and I've had time to breathe. And I decided not to go back. I like these cups of tea. Not to go back. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do United States shit full time. And that's it. That's what I've been doing. Oh, and then the Lord. When EI tried to come against you. That's right. They wanted their fucking money because you didn't actually have fucking cancer, man. When the medical system found out. Oh, isn't that a fucking thing? What? They clawed back all the EI that they Of course they did. What? So I actually still owe EI. Thank the What? Thank the Canadian government. What? You lying bastard. Thank the Canadian government for. What if he had the fucking flu? Not. Enforcing the the, uh, the word of the doctor, oh the three God. doctors that joke, said, "Hey, man. this guy's got an issue." They don't even care, man. And they're like, "Oh, well, we'll set him they're up. We'll, he'll be all right you, until he dies." And they're like, "No, he had mono." And they're yeah. like, "Uh, he lied. Hey, Give us all that back." <laughs> oh, you weren't working in that time. Oh, too bad, a, bud. Proof yeah, yeah, four thirty-four like, that you already paid for. Proof. What are you Canadian? That's what they said. They said, prove that you couldn't work during this period. I'm like, let me get this yeah, straight. exactly. Oh. You want me to prove uh, that for like a month when I was under the impression that I was going to be dying. My doctors oh. told me And I, I was couldn't. sweating and like that I, I was proved that I couldn't work. I'm like, okay. Did so, you have a doctor's note? I had, I've got a pile <laughs> of doctor's notes. 1,800 doctor's wow, notes. Wow, I got so many doctor's <laughs> notes. It's fucking crazy. But yeah, so, so that was when I did, decided to go full time. And that's when we opened... We got Tuna open, Smack. we opened the Rockery, and we started hunting for the Jam And at the same time, we were putting on shows. We were doing Taco Fest, we were doing the Whammies. So you were going um, through yeah. all these all these things while you were being oh, yeah, yeah. basically attacked by the Canadian government oh, for, yeah. uh, for a false... Uh, and doctors. Doctors. The doctors fucked up. I paid for doctors it. fucked up, and you and paid for so it. so many ways. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. You oh, pissed me shit. off a bunch, man. It's funny, because they have this thing called a tribunal hearing. So if you say to them, no, I don't think it's fair that you're asking me to pay back this money that you say that True. I owe you, they do something called a Talk tribunal my hearing. Friends and, shit, man. and the tribunal hearing, they send you some paperwork. They say, okay, so we've scheduled a tribunal hearing. You have to call in at such and such a time. There's a panel of experts, and we're all going to hear your case, and then we're going to decide whether or not we want to let it go. Dude, so got... what they did was they set the date and time, and I put it in my calendar. Were there all got... masons? Oh, God. They were doctors. Here we go. <laughs> so then I got, you know, I got all this Mowings. Lions Club stuff prepared. And I, I, I did all this research. And then the time came for the day, the big day. And I dial in. And there's no one there. I'm like, well, that's weird. They didn't even show up. And then a week later, I get a letter saying, you didn't show up for your tribunal uh, hearing. So you are automatically found. And, that uh, means that fault. you didn't show up to your And then I call them. I'm like, what in the actual fool. fuck are you saying? You didn't show up. And they're like, well, didn't you get our so letter? We rescheduled guilty. it. Ah, uh, they rescheduled so, it. They scheduled it for a week you before. You might have to fucking send a fucking And of course I didn't, because I didn't get the letter. I didn't call oh, it. So the, day, the day after you were supposed to be there, they rescheduled you for a week before. That sounds like the government so they fucked me sounds like the government then they fucked me again wow. and then they fucked me again wow. and they didn't even pay me for fucking me <laughs> so one time so one time I yeah, was like uh, I was sitting at and then garnish your wages last weekend well they would are, if they, I still, are they still taking sooner money they would if I had filed my taxes since personally <laughs> should I we start a war against you allegedly allegedly let's not get into this <laughs> Let's not get into I this file now. my I file my Mike's corporate taxes. We should really talk about the mixed down. I tonight. file my corporate taxes hey, every okay. year. I would like Hold to on, we're going to talk about the whammies. Okay, all right. Yeah, we'll we're going to go to the whammy section now. We're, we're going to the whammy section. Have you ever been fucking nominated for a fucking whack off me? Oh, I mean, a whammy? Oh, this guy. Have I? Oh, I've really? never. Have you? Whammy? We don't get nominated. nominated. That's for the public. 
We not can't early. get nominated. It's a conflict of interest. It's our conflict of interest. We were, I, I, I'm the, one of the hosts of the Whammy, so I can't... Uh, How did the Whammy start? I thought was, he was... Is what I want to know. Brainchild. Where, what are the Whammy? Well, that's yes. what I'm... That's exactly where I'm starting. Where the hell are I would here? like to know, too. That's exactly where I'm starting. Oh, so the Who was is sitting around saying... You know what we should do? Cool you you know what we should do? Yeah, yeah, it's true. So that's what all I, the bands came in, out of that. It was, of, uh, it was like uh, that. me and Johnny Matter from Apocalypse Sunrise Productions, good friend of mine and business partner. I know Johnny Matter. Yeah, wonderful guy, wonderful guy. We were sitting in the Legion one He's day. He's living out in like... Uh, Pomo, I think. Fort Moody? Yeah, Fort Moody now, yeah. Mopo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mopo. Pomo? Uh, Pomo. Pomo. Day. Fort St. Fuck. You can yeah, catch it. Fort Saint Mount, smart. Fuck off. Fort Saint Mount or whatever. Fort Saint Mo. And we're sitting there. in a legion. We're sitting. It's way over there anyway. And I Fort said to Johnny, Mount. it's inland. I said to Johnny, Fort I'm like, Saint you know what we should do, Johnny? So we should have a, a, an award ceremony where we have a lot of fun and we just like make fun of the Grammys and like you know have some local recognition for local music because nobody gets recognized in the underground music scene. It's just all this garbage. It's Junos. It's Grammys. All this shit. It's a, a tiny little clique. The that, high end stuff. Exactly. Yeah. If you yeah. make money for someone, you might be nominated mm, yeah. for something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, what, there's, there is, I think this is not something that any of us is going to deny, but there's an industry, right, that runs music, right? Okay. And that industry's interests yeah. are yep. to yep. sell yep. Yep. a product. Yep. 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 Their job, yep. as being, you know, music uh, industry people, uh, is not to go out uh, and find yeah. the newest, the most interesting, the said, best. Their job is to reinforce a template and sell. Sell that shit. Sell, 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 sell. And so people that get into that little clique or that, you know, small group of people... Music to shop to. Exactly. The golden circle. ...have to become like the kinds of sounds that they believe will sell because it's a formula. So the guy, the record label guy, is not going to focus up a bunch of money for uh, an up-and-coming artist to get... Uh, in and and press albums if you know unless they sound a certain way unless they do it a certain way that they believe will sell it's commercial so what you got is you got these tiny number of artists up here and then you got all oh, these people creating music like it blows my mind how many people well, do you you're know talking that? about the population exactly the population exactly as opposed to the the people that are allowed through the Exactly. The keyhole. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I Why don't we exactly. sing a song so, then? The thought was <laughs> fuck the elites. <laughs> Let's do something <laughs> fun for our community and see if it works. Local. I like, I like what you're doing. Man. It expanded to the rest of Vancouver. It was so funny. Our quick, first right? year, we actually got uh, nominees from outside of our little community, which surprised me. We got nominees yeah. from Surrey, I think the hip hop guy US. was from Seattle. The. The uh, ex-presidents, yeah, ex-presidents. They, were, they were from down south, and the best photographer was from Surrey, and it was it was very surprising because I mean, so so we but they'd been to East Van many times for sure. to play, or, you know, yeah. like they. Played it was this the organic time. thing where we released it and said, "Here you go, this is how it works. Everybody cool. can nominate anybody for anything. Fuck it, why not?" Mm-hmm. And then everybody started nominating it, and then I didn't realize what a fucking administrative headache it would be <laughs> to have. A thousand, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand, five thousand entries where everything's spelled differently. All the emails are different. What have I created? But we made it work. Brother, I love it. I'm totally for it. The fact that you I have won. It was good fun. I have won. We had a good time. I have won an award. Yes, you have. For every one of the three years you've been uh, been up there. That's right. Really? That's amazing. That's amazing. Year one, which was uh, for 2015. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, we took Spree Killer's best, right, punk, best band. punk yeah. Spree Killers. The yeah. next year after that, the album that Spree Killers That's put right. out was a, a split with Gag Order yeah. out of Southern Ontario. Yep. We got best album of the year yep. that year wow. for 2016. Yeah. Yeah. And this year. And this year, I. Bluegrass. I, yeah, I'm not. I guarantee you these bluegrass, <laughs> these bluegrass artists out there are going to be like, what? What? But you guys are very. Um, what's this? Um, I I would like to. What I would like to do is uh, uh, su- suggest a, another uh, another genre or. I'm not a genre guy. Like I, I know, I know, uh, I know. Award ceremonies are very yeah. genre oriented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's like uh, unfortunate metal singer, true. metal band, metal album. Like I know, it's always genre genre oriented. But what I would say is, uh, there's an acoustic, just a straight up acoustic genre. Acoustic it doesn't have to. Be. Bluegrass is a very specific or, yeah, genre. Or, my opinion of your band, seeing you know? it, is you guys are roots rock. You know what I mean? That roots, totally. you guys get different flavors from different types of blues and, you know, genre Dylan, I like, those kind of I things, like, you know? I like the folk genre personally yeah. Yeah. because it's very, music, very man. broad. Also, yes. Yeah. If you go Did blue, if you go bluegrass, no. if you go down the bluegrass road, bluegrass doesn't have drums. Bluegrass, bluegrass is, very, bluegrass is oh shit, man. you know, you'll have a banjo and a stand up bass say. and all the instruments in between. Oh yeah. And that, the, that's the a bluegrass, bluegrass band. style. Yes, of course. So that that's just that's just me like fucking yeah, as the winner of the bluegrass yeah. award this, this year awesome. I'm going to say uh no disrespect to the bluegrass people. I guarantee yeah. you there's way better bluegrass yeah, players out there. I really appreciate the nomination and the votes and everything. That's what I've been saying for the last three years with this. That's probably where thing. people are trying to fit I your love, band in. I love the fact that you guys are bringing right the uh, the underground into people's faces. And the only negatives that I've come across is people people are saying, well, it's a uh, it's a it's a uh, uh, What's that uh, popularity contest? Uh, it's a popularity. Co- sure, it's a popularity contest. Well, that's what but they are. I mean, if you're out there as an artist, yeah, and you're making friends or whatever, people yeah. are following you to whatever to your degree. Band, to like your music. If they're willing to cast a vote for you in anything, any category, in any awards thing, I mean. You've been out there putting the work in, the right? The important thing to remember about the I've been bands. trying my entire life. Yeah, bands are full I've been trying guys, my entire guys. life to get yeah. people on my side. Yeah. Guy, guy, can I, can no, I no, stand for a second? Absolutely. But it's their right, music. Please, please so, like, you, you can talk about the Miami's. You can talk about Suna Studios, right? Like, Suna Studios <laughs> is a, it's a family, man. You know what I mean? And that's what people are attracted to. They're attracted... Just to note that Curtis is attracted to his family. A dysfunctional family, be it. We rocked the 95 down (laughs) Hastings Street, man. Well, I've heard this many times. Whatever. We've called ourselves The fact of the matter is, it's like, we're still here. So this is from the horse's mouth. Straight from the horse's mouth. And and, and Aiden's correct in that, you know, we are a family. We're a community. Right? And and the happy... I understand that uh, you guys... Bringing the whammies forward while I pour a drink. You can call the whammies a joke. The whammies is a joke, right? It's a joke. Of course Uh, it's a joke. He created it as a joke. joke. Well, it is. Did you create it as a joke? Because it's not a joke. It's not a joke at all. But 
when right. people take it seriously yeah. and nominate someone that they think is legitimately when I say worthy like, of, 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 when of I something, say and then joke, several people pile on that and say, absolutely that award that person. So yeah, the, thing, exactly. the important thing to remember about the Whammy When I say a joke, I mean, it's just, I mean not, that most sincere, okay? Not to take them too seriously. Okay? So you fucking Do not that. No one takes it seriously. A lot of people think that people take it seriously, and that's a problem. They're like, it's a popularity contest, and people get all pissed off. They're like, well, I mean, obviously. Truly, it is a popularity contest, but why are you getting mad about that? But it's a popularity of so your the, band. You know, people don't so understand. I hear all the if time. You, if you've got a problem with someone being popular, some and, and they're winning an award that you don't fucking though. agree with, yeah, I hear all the time. What's what's the problem? People like, are like this drummer, he's not the best drummer in Vancouver. Why did he get the award? Oh like, my goodness. It doesn't mean that he's the best. It does not mean that he's yeah. the best drummer in he Vancouver. He just got best drummer that year. This is recognition. Let's year, say, I'll hey, bring up. Uh, that year okay, he worked hard that year. I probably played a lot of bands. He did a good job. I five. Then people knew him. And that was exactly. his year. Sketchy, where sketchy, fucking Matt Fiorito Wait, won, won the that Whammies. Was, yeah. Year one, yeah. year two. Did he get three? And someone else won this year. That's what? right, Scott Fletcher. Because it's a popularity contest. But what, what did Sketchy say when he walked up to the, to the mic? He said, I'm glad Chris Schultz wasn't nominated. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm, I'm telling you. What does that mean? That means that he knows... That he's, there's someone way better than him. Other drummers yeah. that he he knows, knows he's not the best guitar guys. guitar yeah. player in yeah. Vancouver. Exactly. exactly. He knows, me, but guy. he's out there working in 18 uh, bands. Yeah. Ske- Sketchy the clown, fucking oh, Matt yeah. Fiorito, is working yeah, yeah. in literally 16 bands. Yeah, exactly. And that's all he wants to do. And if people yeah. want to say. This guy's out there doing way more than everyone I'm, else. I'm glad what's, you got the count, man. Yeah, that's yeah. Why, why, why would anyone say he's not the best guitar? He even admits even he's not the best guitar player. It shouldn't be a competition. I admit we're not friends, the fucking best bluegrass friends. fucking band. Yeah. I did not yeah. set out to be the best fucking bluegrass band. No, it, it just comes that. It's like it a, shouldn't be a competition. <laughs> it should be friends. Just yeah, right. we're, we're here playing man. music. We're here playing music. We're, we're, we're trying. To, I'm going to cut this conversation off now. <laughs> the first. We're starting a battle now. Can I cut? Now it's battling. Oh, it's battling. All right, no, I'm it's gonna, not. I'm going to cut this conversation off. I'm going to go. The nice first year we did the whammies. Can you hear me talking? The first year we did the whammies. This is what Listen. happened. You both got points. Let's talk. Listen. You go first. Well, I just wanted to make a point about uh, Suna Studios and the freaking whammies, right? And uh, people that. Uh, Since I met you, man, you're mental, right? You're mental. Like I met you. It's a mental. It was was a (laughs) diamond dick. Mental as fuck. No, but like, what was the band called? What was the band called, Rob? Gene Pool Disaster. That's pretty. That's pretty good. (laughs) So I'm on Craigslist, right? Was it Irish? Oh God, no. I'm on New Yorkish. It was me and my New brother Yorkie. were in it though, so it was a gene pool disaster. I'm on Craigslist like New probably 15 years a fucking go, right? And uh, ended up with you lot, right? What was it called? Gene pool disaster. Oh, that sounds good. I might have to join it. So you guys wanted is that like what a, you were advertising as? Yes. Come join us. So they wanted pool a, disaster. So they wanted like an Irish type singer, like a M M M M M. Like a fucking Shane McGowan type thing. A Shane McGowan on, type with more teeth, please. Shane, Mac, my fucking shirt is like. I need eight percent uh, more cranberries. Shane, <laughs> I need eight percent more cranberries in your material. Anyways, 
Lung butter. I'm glad you brought. So I got into I'm a glad you brought these. This guy. Oh, yeah. I got into a sing song <laughs> with Rob and the boys, and that. there was a lot of emotion. There was a lot of uh, bass. Too much emotion. Right and sing songs. Too much angst. Right. I can't sing somebody else's songs, but I can sing those songs. But so yeah, Aiden was turned Murphy up. in that band? That's right. Aiden what turned happened? up. What did I do? Why I did I get Murphy. kicked out of the band, Rob? Aiden turned Password. up to sing, and during our rehearsal at Charts at the time, he killed our only fan. What? Mm. It was his, this guy. It was he killed our only fan. It Why was is a, he not in prison? It was this beautiful drunk. giant fan that blew air across the room gorgeously <laughs> and kept us all cool. And he kicked the living <laughs> crap out of it till it didn't work anymore. <laughs> oh, fan! And it oh, was hot. At like charts, a eh? mechanical fan. Well, you be the judge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a human. It still brought tears. Not a human being that praised you. <laughs> oh God, okay. no, no. Okay. We didn't have any of those. those are, yeah. So uh, uh, he killed like our only a, fan. A fanatic. Well, that was vodka. And then you know afterwards, someone said, "We're alive." Fan is from fanatic. Like a dust mover. Yeah. Someone After who likes the re- to ban their fan, that's because it's fanatic. Fanat- After the rehearsal, the guitar is. player came up to us and said, I don't think we can ask him back. He killed Fanatics. our fans. So <laughs> been, our that's fan. how I met been one of them. Exactly. What? You missed his story. I did. What? We just killed our, he killed our only fan. So, uh, I hit the fucking song, and then what? <laughs> and then you killed our only fan. And then I kicked my fucking foot through the fucking fan. And yes. then the bass player said, I don't I think we can ask him back. To the fucking fan. Okay, I'm glad okay. you brought the Irish guy. All right, yeah, well, the Irishman. I'm glad you brought the Irishman. Standard, so, right? My, what uh, I was saying earlier about the whammies, just to close off. Let's talk about thing, the whammies really first. quickly. The first year was it was a learning experience, but it was also <laughs> what it felt like more than anything. We had it at the Wise Hall. It was great. It was a it was a family reunion. It was. So we had all these people come in from all these different genres, and they're all hanging out. Yeah, they're all hanging out, and then you know you hear people like, "Holy shit, how's it going? I haven't seen you in years." Yeah, it's an industry kind of. What you got in the city is you got a bunch of different genres that sort of hang out together, or traditionally did. You got your metal guys, you got your punk guys, you got your indie guys, you got all these yeah. different, and sorry, girls, you got all these different girls. mixes. And they're local, a lot of they're them. All, well, they're all local, but they're all, so a lot of the time what happened like is bread here. all these different jam spaces existed, you know, and they were like, you know, four room, five room, ten room, whatever, and they were in these warehouses that were beat down and broken down, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then all those places started to close. Yeah. And then all these bands started yeah, to come happened? to Suna. And then because all these bands started coming to Suna, they all heard about the whammies. So they all started coming to the Whammy show and met move. each other again for the first time. Like you'd have a guy that was in a metal band that was pro- playing in a blues project 10 years earlier. right? And so the blues guys come out. They bump into their buddy that used to be a blues guy. And now he's all tattooed up and he's in a metal band. So that was the whole thing. It was Re-branded. a family reunion. <laughs> a and re-brand. it was family rebrand. It was, a, it was sort of like a view into what's been going on. A happy accident. All these tiny jam spaces closing down and all these people moving to our larger facilities is a lot of people are meeting each other again is that for the first it time. Now? Happy no, accident? No, no, That's what I'm calling. <laughs> it's unfortunate. It sucks. They're calling it a happy accident. Okay, life sucks. Get, get a get fucking this. helmet. The, the whole thing is like, we're not stoked on jam spaces closing, I, uh, and I have been pretty clear that we have been uh, just scrambling Corey to keep up with Trevor, demand. 
Shut the hell up, or I'm going to throw a beer bottle their at your cultural... face. Super glad you brought the Irish guy. I know, right? <laughs> their cultural, their cultural... I think we should fucking talk about something you guys did tonight that was really good and affected me in a really spiritual oh, way. Oh, he wants to. Uh, he was talking about the their uh, cultural mixing. waypoints, mixing the album of goes. the paddy wagon oh, yeah. stuff. Let's, let's, okay, let's, let's, okay, this will be the last thing we talk about we because uh, can we play it? Aiden, I just, I just want to close off that plug. No, we can't. We can link it. We could link it, Send but it we, you, couldn't, we couldn't it, download it on the radio. Is, it, the, is it readily available yeah, to yeah, the internet? Right now. We've got it, we can get a hold of it on the MP3, uh, though. We, we can't can do that here, but we can yeah. link it to the... It's not available on the internet oh, yet, but we could plug yeah, it into no, the thing somehow. This, right ain't now, li- this ain't live. I mean... No. What if we uh, take it, play it on the phone, a little cut, and... Play it on my... No, no. Yeah, he'll play it on his phone and move it to the My point is, it sucks. Hi-Fi. That's the worst way to release something. Hi-Fi. Let's well, that's the it. only way we Stop it. Don't, don't, don't. Just. It's lo-fi. Just. My point is, okay. it sucks that all these places are closing down. Mm-hmm. I like the what you're saying. I like what you're saying. The only I'm pretty disappointed in, in the Ireland. <laughs> Why'd you bring the fucking Irish guy? <laughs> the only silver lining Basically, all, all these people coming to these larger sing. facilities is the fact I want to sing a song that we have a more right cohesive now. musical community. <laughs> I want to sing a song with you guys right now. And uh, I hope Jesus you guys know Christ. that I love you. Salman's asleep. And, uh, the Irishman's right. going I on. Think, I, th- I think we're good. Are we at an hour yet? C-Mart? If you want to make fun of the Irishman. If you want to make fun of the Welcome to Intergalactic Intergalactic. And that's a wrap. Hey, Rob. My sound guy's signaling me. I think we're coming up to the end. Is the signal when his eyes close and he starts snoring? So long. Can we get but a yeah, shot of that? Let's uh, plug the Paddy Wagon show. Let's Somebody write on his face. Oh, yeah. Paddy Wagon. Paddy Wagon. The Dreadnoughts. On the we're, we're opening up the Dreadnoughts and Bishop's Green Railway. Paddy Wagon. Paddy Wagon. Paddy Wagon. That's right. Yeah. So I run a jam space and I play in a band. Come and see me with my kilt on. Yeah. I don't wear underwear. <laughs> and I sit down. So I'll come out out. In Paddy Wagon? That's right. He's a drummer a of Paddy Wagon. Ireland has kilts? I don't wear underwear. No, I'm Scottish. Come and see me. I'm Scottish too. You're in an Irish band with the... Well, you know, I mean, you should have got to represent yeah, Gaelic, Gaelic. Gaelic. Hard That's kilt. the whole point of the patty. Hard Gaelic. We lost our sound guy. We're going to have yeah. fucking... It's okay. Uh, we okay. adopted him as a... Uh, an, uh, uh, so... Yeah, we adopted okay. him hey, in the Irish clan. <laughs> we need to thank the uh, Float House thank for, you, Float House. Uh, oh, thing for all allowing all us to come in and use their uh, their podcast room. Thank you so much. If thank you, you so want to book some time at the Float House here, which is... You can go to... what. C-Mart, what is it? Floathouse.ca. Punch in uh, podcast. Galactic interview. I-I. That's fucking beautiful. I love it. Way to go, Rob. You ready to go, Rob? Soundman extraordinaire. C-Mart! There we go. Intergalactic Hey, C-Mart. Should we do the Floathouse? Jesus that's excellent. Oh, so, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, put it, put it on me. Put it on me. Jesus Christ. Jamie, Jamie's going to have a blast <laughs> editing. Jamie's going to have a blast Just editing this. This is, uh, okay. Turn his mic off. <laughs> like 45 minutes ago. I'm going to give you a shot up my kilt. Hold on. There we go. How does this fucking work here? Do you see me crotch? I'd like to thank the... uh, (laughs) 
Oh, I'd like to thank the Float House for uh, allowing you, us to come in and do what we do we in go, their room. Go. Thank you so much, Guy. Thanks so much, Seamart. Thank you guys for C-Mart, having us. Seamart, we love here. you. Uh, we love you, Seamart. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, thank you so much. I I podcast. Really appreciate it. Hands up. Hands up, uh, he's taking his okay. shirt off. Here Someone cut the camera. I'd like to take the blame right now Guys, for uh, reintroducing alcohol into the Intergalactic Interviews uh, podcast. Uh, I'm sorry if it's Thank tough God. to navigate. Uh, I love you all.